Welcome to another episode of Let's Discuss It Podcast with Jay. I got two great people on the phone with me. I got Miss Dana. I got Mr. Levi. How y'all doing? Good. How are you doing? Uh, trying to trying to stay safe during this quarantine. This whole corona business has got everybody in the loop. Are y'all staying okay over there? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Levi, you got to tell me, how does it feel to be quarantined at, a age, at, at the age that you are right now? Not amazingly bad, but I am bored. 95 percent of the time <laughs> I, and miss dana how are you able to do it um i'm doing okay i'm just doing teacher therapist wife mom kind of all the roles so i'm a little Video exhausted <laughs> are any of y'all homebodies um so i thought i was a homebody until i was stuck in quarantine <laughs> <laughs> i was telling somebody the other day i said you know what I don't go and do anything anyway, so it's okay for me to stay home. But I'm telling you, the worst thing about being quarantined is being able to be to be able to be told that you can't go anywhere. It is not your choice. So being a homebody, it's a good and a bad thing. I mean, you know, it, it's okay to an extent, but man, you can get bored when you have absolutely nothing to do. I'm pretty sure when this is over, I'll be less of a homebody than I was previous to the COVID. <laughs> they they had they had a meme the other day that said, uh, "I bet you now when this whole quarantine is over, no one's gonna be late showing up anywhere." No, <laughs> we'll be early. <laughs> <laughs> so enough enough about the drastic COVID nineteen and everything going. On. I want to talk about Levi. So um, Levi, do me a big favor, buddy. Tell me tell me in the audience about yourself. So my name is Levi Irvin. I'm eight years old. I go to South Jackson Elementary School. Um, well, right now it's online since we're trapped in quarantine, but mm-hmm. yeah. Are you liking school? I like school, yeah. What's your favorite subject? Math. Oh, my God. You and my son, Jude. My son, Jude, is 10 years old. He loves math. I absolutely hate math. That's why when he has math home, I'm so glad that since they're doing their school online, that when they he's like when his math courses come up, I'm glad he doesn't ask me to help because I'm pretty sure I'll get him to fail it because I cannot do math. So when it comes to school and and activities, what are some of the after school activities that you do? I will um go to honors chorus. Ben, this is kind of a before school thing because we oh. home to school early to do this, but I also go to robotics club. Robotics. Explain robotics to people who may not know what that is. So basically, we have an iPad with a simple coding program, mm-hmm. and we are coding a robot to do stuff. Oh, okay. So is it like a competition thing, or just kind of a, just an act, just an activity after school? Um. Kind of both combined. We do competitions, but most of the time we're just practicing. <laughs> now, when I was looking up, when I was kind of doing a little bit of research about you, you play basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Explain to me how you wanted to get into basketball. Because basketball is one of those things that a lot of people, were, it's just, I know what's your situation. I know you, you've you been diagnosed with cerebral palsy, correct? Yes. Okay, so why basketball? Why Why not something else? So really, here's how it started. I played baseball also, and mm-hmm. what happened is um, we found out about a great organization called Boy Sports. Okay. I tried out for basketball. I liked it, and I've played it ever since, basically. 
And does it help you make friends? Does it help you with your confidence? How does basketball help you? Um, helps me have fun time in another way. It mm-hmm. helps me make friends, obviously, because teammates, yeah, all that good stuff. Um, what about your strength? Yeah, that strengthens that because I'm comp- like I get more confident and stuff like that mm-hmm. in winning the game. And here's a sad part about basketball. Okay. Our nationals got canceled. Because of the coronavirus? Yes. Oh, my God. But so what place did you guys finish in overall? Second over the nation. That's amazing. That's amazing. That, that's something to be proud of. If anything, that's something to be proud of. But I, I know that you would have wished to go to that championship, huh? Yeah, and this was going to be my first time going to the actual nationals. <laughs> Great. Thank you, coronavirus. So, so um, <clears throat> if you don't mind, Ms. Dana, I'm going to have a conversation with, with Levi for some, you know, for a minute. So, Levi, my son is seven years old. His name is Noah. He's been diagnosed with spastic cerebral palsy. That's what he, I have. That's what you have. Okay. So, my son is nonverbal. He can't speak, talk. Uh, I mean, you know, same thing, but he can't talk. He can't express. The only emotion he can express is either laughing or crying. Um, I know. He, he can't hold I his head up. He, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so when, when you see someone like, when I see someone like my son and then I see someone like you who's out here competing and stuff, can you explain how it would, how people don't take a lot of things, you know, who what am I trying to say people take walking for granted people take shooting a basketball normally for granted and when you are out there competing and you're defeating basically the odds of what a lot of people wouldn't do because a lot of people when they either if they have CP or something you know they either try to like cope with their disability but you're not only coping with your disability you're pushing your limits by competing in a lot of things do you think that helps you as far as you know as far as mentally or physically yeah, so it actually helps me in both. Number one, I'm becoming a more active person because mm-hmm. I'm running around a baseball field and also pushing my wheelchair in basketball. Right. So like, legit, I'm sweating after I come off the. <laughs> well, that means you did something then, because if you, I had a coach that told me if you ain't sweating, you haven't done anything. So that that's amazing that you, you know you're you're staying that active. So when we talk about um, school and we talk about you know my son goes to four therapies a week. Talk to me about school. Have you ever encountered any bully situations? No, but I've heard um, that in middle school, or st- I'm going to start getting it since there's two other elementary schools coming in, plus mine. Mm. Is that is that something that you're worried about? I told that elementary school, you're not. It's a very low chance you're going to get bullied because mm-hmm. in elementary school, it's only one school. You're not. It, it, yeah, you're not integrated with everything else. And, and as far as, like, the bully situation and you feel like in your fear of maybe getting it when you get into, you know, the higher grades, how will you think you'll be able to cope with that kind of thing? Tell my mom over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was told. That's all I had to do. <laughs> but listen, people, people only bully when they are unfamiliar with the situation. Does that make sense? Mr. So- Go ahead. If they don't know what CP is. Yes. Yes. 
Now, if you, I don't know if your mom has let you hear, but I interviewed someone who, by the name of Drake Box, I think you've had the pleasure of meeting him. Yes, I have. Okay, so me and Drake talked about bullying, and he said that the only reason people bully is because not only is the situation unfamiliar to them, but they're ignorant to the subject. That's not calling them ignorant or calling them stupid. It's just saying they have no knowledge of what they're seeing. So whatever. What does that mean? (laughs) Are you talking about ignorant? Yeah. It's basically calling someone stupid, basically. But when when Drake was explaining it, he wasn't calling these people ignorant. He was just saying that this that the whole cerebral palsy situation, like it was so it was so foreign to them, they didn't know anything about it. So all they can instead of just sitting there and just plainly asking Drake, Hey, what what's going on with you? Why why do you walk like that? Why do you you know, why do you look like that? Why you know, anything like that, instead of just approaching him in that manner the only thing they could do was make a joke out of it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So they were deflecting, not knowing by joking, joke, you know, making jokes on them. But he was able to handle the situation gracefully by saying, you know, hey, this is what I was born with. This is why I have it. This is what I'm doing to deal with it. And when people started getting information from him about it, they started to see that he was no different than anybody else. He was just born this way. When you got a family, when you got a mother who's in your, you know, your family and everything, when you have everybody on your side and and they're teaching you the right way to educate these people about your situation. Because, see, my son would never be able to do that because the only thing he could do is cry and laugh. So when it comes to bullying, you know, I've always kind of wondered because Drake gave me a good, um, he gave me a good perspective on how he handled it. Well, now you're growing up and the more you grow up, you're going to encounter these situations, too. So I'm hoping that maybe some experiences or some talks would teach you how to handle it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So therapies, how many therapies do you do a week? Three. Three. Okay. What are they? I have PT twice and then mm-hmm. OT once. Okay. Talk to me about your therapies. So on the PT side, now that we're doing home, my mom is starting to realize <laughs> I like like my mom is legit like I'm not sweating at all after therapy and my mom is like pouring me sweat. <laughs> I'm like, well this is what I feel like after therapy every day. <laughs> so before you did the home therapies, how did you feel about your therapies? It was just pretty much the same thing every day. Do you I like them? Drove there after school. I walked in and we did my therapy, walked mm-hmm. out. Grabbed a lollipop, left. But do you act? But do you actually like the therapies, Leva? Depends on what I'm doing. Talk to me about that, because my son goes to feeding therapy, aqua therapy, um, you know, physical therapy in school, and the one he hates the most is feeding therapy. He hates feeding therapy. He will refuse to do it. He will cry. He, I mean, he will cry the whole thirty minutes if he has to. But that is because he doesn't like it. Is there anything that you can explain to me about some of the therapies you don't particularly care for? If you don't like it, like, well, I enjoy my therapies because I know what they're doing to me. They're Mm -hmm. making me a better person in the physical aspect Mm -hmm. and mental aspect. Um, I like it. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes. And when it is hard, which it's 95% of the time. If it's, like, over-the-top hard, I pretty much hate it for that few moments. Well, which, ther- which therapy gets so frustrating that you hate it? About when I can hardly even do it. 
Is that the is that the um the physical therapy part of it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. OT. I mean, I get mad, just not as mad as you would see me at PT. Right. Okay. All right. Well, that's just you know when I talked to Drake about his physical therapies and he told me about his surgeries, I always kind of wondered, you know. What did he what did he really feel about the therapy? Because, you know, with Noah, he just has to go with it because, you know, he has to do what he has to do. But like now that you're you're like you're conscious enough to know what the therapies are. So I always wondered, you know, how did you how would someone who has to take therapies a couple of times a week really feel about their own therapies? Um, so talk to me about uh, ESP. Um, I have one more thing to add on what we were talking about earlier. Is that OK? Yeah, I've had a lot of surgeries. Okay, what kind of surgeries did you have? So I had, mom, can you please help me here? Uh, I had the SDR when I was about two years old. Okay. I had um, so six years old. So six years old, I had a um, uh, uh, like a hip surgery kind mm-hmm. of. Okay. Yeah. Um. Had a femur surgery in the same surgery as my hips. Okay. I had a Kiwi surgery in the same time as the both I just said. So it was like three surgeries in one. And um, I also had... That's it. That's it. Okay. So you're you're coming from a lot, a lot of surgeries. And... Mm -hmm. God and there was you. three yeah, in one, so yeah. That and that and how was the recovery time weeks or two months? Two, my gosh, Levi, you <laughs> you surprise me every single time you say something about some of the things you've had to endure. Miss Dana, how how did those surgeries affect you and your family? Um, so the one at two years old wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he was a lot easier to pick up then. But the one at six years old was very trying. Like, um, the pain level was so severe that if we had to move Levi, like, he would just scream. And so as a parent, like, you had to, I had to, like, boost myself up just to move him to the restroom because I knew I was hurting him, but I knew he had to go. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was trying on our family. It was definitely a journey, but we made it and it was definitely beneficial. And I broke a rule during that surgery. Uh, my mom brought me to the library, and I did one thing you're not allowed to do in the library. I screamed. Oh, at the <laughs> hospital? <laughs> so we you were in the middle of the library, and he just started screaming. He was like, get me back to my bed. <laughs> Surely they understood why, you know. Um, as far as as far as far everything that you went through, oh, I'm going to talk to your mom for a second, Levi. Well, me being a parent of someone with CP and you talking about, you know, at a certain age, it becomes so heavy. My biggest fear was, you know, with Noah seven and having to take him from his wheelchair to his bed, it's harder because he's getting heavier. And not only is it getting heavier, he, he can't control his, you know, how much weight he can actually, like, you know, how you, you pick someone up. It's not, it's not so hard, but if they're dead weight, it's harder. Yeah. So, Levi can help me a little. So I definitely know what what you're saying like he can grab onto my neck and like pull with his arms so it takes a little pressure off what i'm picking up yes and as far as levi being you know with with the cp and he's the only child you have with cp correct yeah he's my only child at all so tell me with him being your first 
kid and having the CP, did it, what did it teach you about yourself? Oh man, honestly, I don't, and I mean this in the best way possible, but I can't remember the person I was before I had Levi. Like it has 100% completely changed me, changed my aspects on life, changed me physically, mentally. It's just, it's life changing having a child with a disability. I mean, that's really the only way I can explain it. I, I struggle to remember the person that I was before, but I definitely love the person I am now. Does that make sense? Well, you know what, we know what it changed me with Noah was. It wasn't just, you know, when you have a baby and they're up to maybe, maybe up, maybe up to two years old, you know, you pack bags and everything because you're still potty training maybe or whatever. What's changed me about my son Noah is when I have Noah, there is no, oh, I'm going to get up and let's just pack, let's just get everybody in the car and go. You know, no. you've got to make sure you have like, because my son is on a feeding tube. He has a baclofen pump and he just had a baclofen pump put in through surgery. You know, he is wheelchair ridden, obviously, bedridden, obviously. So there is no, oh, let's just get up and do this. When a lot of people don't understand, like that, that takes a lot of part of your day just to get yeah, up and go no somewhere. There's no spontaneity anymore. Everything no. is planned to the T. And I feel like a lot of times it can affect you with your family and friends. Yes. I don't know if you feel like that, <laughs> but a lot of times people are like, oh, let's go to the park. I'm like, well, can we go in three hours? Because I've got to plan and get stuff. And like, <laughs> I will say this. I, trying. I do have friends that when they find out, because like I get my son every other weekend. Um, and, you know, during the week or whatever. But when it's my weekend, I tell my son, you know, I'm, my friends are like, hey, you want to come over? I'm like, yeah, but I got Noah. And they're like, oh, okay, man. Well, we'll catch up next week. And it, and it hurts my feelings a little bit. But I can understand that, you know, I constantly have to check on them. You know, I had to make sure he's okay. Noah's always, you know, slanting over and laughing and cutting up. And you don't know if his laughs or cries or laugh are, you know, what they are, laughs or cries, you know, because he's watching, you know, PJ Masks, Super Y, you know, Mickey Mouse, so, stuff like that. I have never really had it from that perspective. Like, it's interesting hearing that. For me, people see Levi as completely normal. Yes. So they invite us to do all kinds of things, which I, which I really love being invited to things. And I, I always encourage my friends, you know, tell us any birthday parties, you know, we'll make a way to go. But it is hard when people invite you and you just like for me and Levi, I know we can't do that. Like we can't do that scenario. So then we have to call people and say, you know, thanks for inviting us. But I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't do that. And sometimes I feel like friends or family, I don't want to, I mean, they're my friends and family, so they may not even feel this way, but I feel like they're like, oh, they're just canceling again. Or, oh, we invited Dana and Levi and they're just not coming. And that's definitely not the case, you know? It just takes a lot of preparation and it takes a lot of like, I don't want to take and see this is the worst part. Not only can Noah, you know, do certain things or whatever, he doesn't like he can't go to church because clapping just complete his see he can't see very well. He got cortical vision impairment. And so his senses are a lot in his hearing, which is why he likes to hear his shows and everything. So when he hears loud clapping at a church, he will lose his like almost hyperventilate because he can't stand it. Um 
you know, I have a, I had a few people that invited me to a place called Sky Zone. I don't know if y'all know what that is. It's a big old jumping arena where you can yes. jump on. These. Okay. So they invite me to Sky Zone for Noah, and I'm like, come on. You know he can't go up there. You know, what a, right. you know his wheelchair can't go up the ramp. I mean, go Man, up the steps. And if we go somewhere like that, it's <clears> like I don't even see adults because I'm over there with Levi the whole time. Right. And it's, and it, it's, it's considerate. But in in a weird way, in my own personal opinion, it seems a little inconsiderate. You know what I'm saying? To I me. I feel like people just don't know. And then I try to like, I mean, sometimes I get angry about it or I have feelings, emotions towards it. But then I have to just remember, like, the person I was prior to Levi, I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about this life. Like, I'm still learning this life. So yeah. it sucks for us because we have to deal with, like, with our own emotions and then think about others emotions and it's just oh you get caught up in the feels you know it, you get caught up in the frustration that things aren't so simple the way people make it out to be so simple you know it, it's hard to sit here and say well let's invite Levi and Noah to this when in reality it's it's very sweet of you and it's and it's courteous of you to ask but in reality you're only asking because you don't want them to feel left out you know it's I get a lot I of I always those. wonder if that's the case. Like, I wonder sometimes, but I don't know. I feel with Levi being verbal, I mean, he has made connections with people. So I try to look at that like, you know, they are his friends. But when we get like a random invite from someone we don't really talk to, I, I wonder mm-hmm. that. I do. I think it's not to leave left out like, you know, with my son when we threw him a birthday party. I, I think he does have one disabled person in his class. But I sent out the invitation to everybody. <clears throat> it wasn't to be insensitive to give everyone an invitation, not knowing if they can make it or if their house was, dis- you know, disability, you know, you know, uh, what is it called? Um, when they can go up ramps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, yeah. Accessible. So, accessible. So, it wasn't for me to be insensitive and I'm sure that they thought the exact same thing I did. Like, Oh, how dare they invite my son knowing that he can't, you know? So right, I, right. I get it. I get it from both ends, but they also didn't know that I had a, a you know, a disabled son. So mm-hmm. I think the only thing about Noah was with Noah being my second son, my second kid, it taught me patience that I didn't even think I knew, you know? Yes. 100. It, I, I never thought that, you know, we had, a, I have a video that I watch a lot that Noah did about when he was four years old, where he was in his walker and he made five, six steps by himself. And I don't know why that would just, for me, that was the biggest accomplishment that I've seen in a long time, because it for something so simple for everyone to do, it's not that easy for somebody. And he uh, was just months saying there. that, like I get goosebumps just hearing yeah. that. Like it's yeah. huge. Cause I, I get it. Like, Oh, it, that's, like, that's huge. It, yeah, and see, that's the bad thing. Those six steps was like six months of therapy. Oh, yeah. And see, that's what I don't really think people can see. Um, so, Levi, tell me something about, you, you know, I've, I've kind of looked into you, you know, red mohawk, you know, playing basketball, doing all this. Like, you are not letting any of this slow you down. Am I right? Yeah. And um, the birthday party thing, when I go to a trampoline park, I I wish I was typical. I mean, I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> I can't jump on a trampoline. <laughs> it it it's it's bad because it's like there it's almost like a tempting thing. It's, you want to do it so bad, but it's just like a lot of the 
you know, the physical oddities of it. <laughs> it yeah, like, when I back. see a trampoline, I'm like, I want to bounce on you. I never had before. Hey, <laughs> I'll tell you what, what I do with Noah, I pull him out of his wheelchair and put him on a trampoline and I just toss him in there and he just bounces and he loves it. It's, it's funny. It's, he's, I, you know, my son's mom gets so, gets so frustrated with me because she says I'm so rough with him, but it's because he's a boy and he's not fragile. You know, he's just, he's just a boy and he wants to be treated like everybody else. Yeah, so, like we uh, like to have rough, like we th- we take rough playing as fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you are absolutely right. And I'm going to make sure that she listens to this interview because I'm telling you right now, she's like, you don't have to be so rough with him, Jay. And I'm like, he's loving it. Like he's really, he's laughing because he loves it, you know, and it's, it's just crazy. So um, you always tell- get in like trampolines and bouncy houses with other kids. Like, you do it for a little bit, and then you're like, okay, get me out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the only bouncy house I love is the bouncy house that I own. There you go. So We have one that we, like, blow up in our front yard. Oh, okay. Like, control the bouncing. (laughs) Yeah, when I'm with other kids, I'm like, acknowledge that there's someone with CP in the trampoline getting tortured, getting (laughs) stepped on, like, (laughs) <laughs> <You're not torture. laughs> okay, now you're not helping Jay with uh, his Noah's mom. <laughs> I guess oh, now, yeah. saying, now you're saying it's torture. <laughs> but when it's just you, it's fun, right? So yeah. if it's Noah and his dad, he loves that. Like, who likes 10 kids stepping on your face? <laughs> <laughs> I love every bit of that. So tell me, all right, so tell me this, Levi. What made you do the push up challenge? Um, my friend Lane uh, contacted me with it, and I know my arms aren't the strongest in the world, but I was like, I mean, friendship can get you to do anything, so I tried Absolutely. it. Mm. Tell Jay about um, Lane. So Lane, I don't know if he saw Lane's challenge. That was the push-up challenge. No, but I'm saying, he, I think he just saw your video. Did you see his friend Lane doing it, Jay? I did not. Oh, so this kid has spina bifida. He is, I think, two years younger than Levi, and he was no, like, he's seven. Oh, one year. But tell Jay about him doing his push-ups. But How he's crazy in, was it? But he's in first grade because he. How tell Jay how crazy it was when uh, Lane did his push-ups. Like this dude got on the ground, started doing push-ups, then hopped on the like so that so the table is in like the middle of the living room, couch is right next to it. He like sits there and then starts doing push-ups. I'm like, you can't even <laughs> feel your legs. He is a beast. How are you doing that? <laughs> I tell you what, man. I'm telling you this. I, I could talk to you forever, man. <laughs> so you're funny. <laughs> you are hilarious, man. Um, I got you know I was lucky enough to be friends with Miss Marsh. With the Raising Kellen podcast, everybody needs to get on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, whatever she's on, and or Spotify, and listen to the Raising Kellen podcast and listen to this interview with Mr. Levi. And I'm telling you, you will be entertained. I'm so grateful enough to have a friend like Miss Marsh who intru- who basically put me in contact with um with your mom, which got me in contact with you, and everything that you have talked about, everything you've ever overcome, every bit of honesty that you and your mother have given me is going to give a lot of people 
you know, my audience perspective of someone who goes through what y'all go through and maybe people can get a sense of some of the things that y'all go through and they can get a better understanding and maybe approach things a little bit differently. That way people can start educating themselves about someone with CP. Is there anything that you want to give a friend a shout out? Do you want to, you know, you know, give anyone some praise for anything they may have done for you? I want to give all my friends a giant shout out because thanks guys. (laughs) You've kept me going. There you go. And thank you for being positive, man. You're such a good kid. I really appreciate everything you've said and all your honesty. Like, I really do appreciate that because I do not see that from adults, you know, so I really appreciate that. Ms. Dana, is there anything you'd like to add? Um, no, I just want to say thank you so much for having us. Thank you for helping us spread our story, mm-hmm. give awareness to people. I think that these podcasts are just so amazing how we can share our story and hear other people's stories. I'm just so grateful. Thank you. I have one more thing to say. Okay. Follow my Instagram at UICP Life. Give me more followers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody go follow his Instagram. Everybody go look at his page. Uh, Dana Kramer's her name. Um, Do you have a page for Facebook for Levi or is he, are y'all just joint right now? No, we're just, he just has Instagram. So I try and keep Facebook like just mine, kind of like our family deal. But Instagram at Levi's CP Life is mm-hmm. all Levi. Okay. Well, good. And I'll be sure to check that out. I'm going to ask all my uh, followers to go, you know, check you out, you know, follow your story, keep up with you. You know, I'm sure they're going to love to hear this. They're going to love to see you. And, you know, let's discuss a podcast with Jay. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're now on Anchor. Y'all tune in, listen, and uh, thank y'all for listening. Thank you, Mr. J, for interviewing me. (laughs) Yes, sir. Thanks, Jay. Yes, ma'am.